welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Hey, Elevate Life family, so glad that you're joining us. And if you're in your house, not in your car, maybe you're in your car so you can't stand up, but if in your house, I wanna invite you to stand up with us and just make these declarations with me. Come on, everybody, say it with me. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I am blessed to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and take dominion. I declare that 2020 is my year of transformation. Things are not just going to change for the better, but 2020 will be my best year ever. I declare that 2020 is double, double for me double blessing, double anointing, double portion of good things in every area of my life. I declare that according to Psalm 65, 11, that God is crowning my year with goodness and my path will drip with abundance. I declare that as I am taught the word of God and apply it, that I am wonderfully well and blessed and highly favored of the Lord. And everybody lift your hands and say, amen. Hey, man, you guys can be seated. So glad that you're joining us. And I'm really excited about this series called Good News. You know why? Because I'm a believer in good news. You know what? No matter what is happening in the world, there's good news. You know why? Because there's the gospel. And the gospel means good news. And so that's why I'm excited because I wanted to give you in this series, I wanted to give you some good news. And I wanna start with a scripture, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. And it says, for all the promises of God are in him. All the promises of God are in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God. Now listen to this, through us. So my title today is the promises of God, yes and amen. So say that with me, say the promises of God, yes and amen. Come on, say it like you mean it, yes and amen. So again, what is this scripture telling us? All the promises, By the way, how many promises are there in the Bible? 7,487. Wow. All the promises of God are in Him are yes. I say yes, Lord, to your promises. Would you say that with me right now? Say, I say yes, Lord, to all of your promises. And in Him, amen, amen. Amen. Come on, put an amen. Amen. So be it. So I say yes to the promises of God and I say amen. I come into agreement with the promises of God. This is the good news. You've got to come into agreement with the promises of God. All 7,487 of them. I come into agreement with the promises of God. I say yes and I say amen, which means so be it. The promises of God, all of them are mine. I say yes and amen. They're not just mine, they're Pastor Sheila's. They're not just Pastor Sheila's, they're my family's. They're not just my family of origin, they're my family of choice. So the good news is the promises of God are yes and amen. Here's the big elevated thought for this message. 
God gave promises not only to prove to us who he is, but to prove who we are to him. Wow. I'm going to give you these 7,487 promises because I never want you to forget who I am. I never want you to forget who I am. I am God, your father. I am God who created the universe. I am God who rotates the world on an invisible axis every 24 hours, a planet that is suspended in space. I'm the God who's created the whole solar system. I'm the God who's created everything you can see. And by the way, everything you can't see that will come into your seeing based on you saying yes and amen to the promises of God. So I want you to get this. God gave us promises to prove who he was and who he is in our life, but also to prove who we are to him. You know, when you get married, why do you stand at the altar and make promises? You're proving who you are to that person. That person is proving who they are by their promise. That's what promises do. When I make a promise to somebody, I'm promising them that promise based on who I am, but watch this, also who they are to me. Why would I make a promise to somebody that didn't mean anything to me? Why would God make a promise to you if you didn't mean a lot to him? 2 Corinthians 1, 20 through 22 in the Message Bible, I like the way it says it. Listen to this. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. Come on, y'all. That makes me want to preach. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In Him, that is what we preach and pray. The great amen, God's yes and our yes together, gloriously evident. God affirms us, making sure, a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. Can I tell you, there's a yes in you. Don't be a no kind of person. Oh no, I don't want to do that. No, 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 no. So many people are no people. No leads to negativity. Be a yes person. Be a person that says yes to God. Be a person that says yes to the right people. Be a person that says yes to an opportunity to serve. Be a person that says yes to giving. Be a person that says yes to caring. Be a person that says yes to bringing the greatness of God that's in you, the purpose for which you were put on the earth by God. Have a big yes on your chest and in your heart that says, you know what? If you need a miracle, yes, I'm your person. If you need to be loved, yes, I'm your person. Oh, you need to be forgiven. Yes, I'm your person. You need mercy? Yes, I'm your person. You need God's hand extended to you? Yes, and amen. The Bible goes on to say this, God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us by his spirit. He has stamped us with his eternal pledge. Wow, his eternal pledge. A sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. Wow. Thank you, God. I want to thank you, God, right now. Thank you for your promises. 
Thank you that we can, when we say yes, we get your promise, like we get your promise. When we say yes to you, when we say yes to your children, when we say yes to, to helping, to serving, to loving, to giving, when we say yes to forgiving and yes to forgive, when we say yes to ourselves and quit saying, no, I don't deserve that. I'm, I'm nobody. I'm not good enough. You see, every time you talk like that, you're not saying yes to God. Jesus stamps all the promises of God with yes. He is our yes. Yes us. Not just Jesus. Yes us. That's who he is. That's who he is. And he wants you to know that watch this. I love this because if all the promises of God are in him, so all the promises are in him, they are yes and amen. Watch this now to the glory of God through us. God has a great plan for your life, but his promises have to happen in you. Yes and amen. Come on, say it. Yes and amen. I will give you another chance. Yes and amen to all the promises of God. Why? So that watch this. He can keep his promise to other people through us. His promise to love people through us. His promise for miracles through us. Our yes makes a yes for somebody else. Jesus, yes, made a yes for us. That's how powerful you are. That's how powerful that he is in you. Promises of God, why does it matter? Why do promises matter? God's promises are spoken or they're written as a commitment to us. If God says that he will do something, then he will. Put a yes and amen on that. Yes and amen. If God says he will refrain from doing something, he will. In Joshua 21, 45, it says, not one of the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. All of them came about. Yes, amen. If God did that for the house of Israel, guess who is the house of Israel today? You and me, you and me. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. If not one of his promises failed for, for the house of Israel, for his tribe, for his people in the earth back then, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Not one of his promises will fail for us. We get so discouraged sometimes. Watch this, listen to me. We get so discouraged sometimes. We get so down sometimes. We get so emotionally messed up sometimes because we get on the no side of life and the yes side of life. We get on the side of life where we can't see. We can't see the light for the darkness. We can't see the yes us. We can't see the yes of Jesus because we're focused, watch this now, on our problem. We're focused on ourselves. We're focused on what we can do rather than what he can do. Put a yes and amen on that. Every time you feel depressed, listen very carefully. Every time you feel hopeless, Every time you feel like you can't go on, you're gonna feel that sometime. Everybody's gonna feel that. Every time you feel that, you've gotta remember, 
every promise in the Bible, God knew you would feel that way. And in him, it's yes and amen. And Jesus stamps that yes on our heart. And as we say yes and amen to him, his promises not only will come to pass, they have never failed, they'll not only come to pass for us, but he'll be somebody that makes his promises come to pass for other people through us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for letting me be a part of your promises coming true, your yeses happening for people in the earth. Somebody say good news. Come on, say good news. Good news. So God makes two types of promises, and I'm not gonna focus on this, but I just wanna explain this. First of all, there's unconditional promises. This is a promise that's made without any conditions whatsoever. God loves you. Hey, that's a promise of God. God forgives you. That's a promise of God. God will have mercy on you. His mercy endures forever, according to Psalms 19. That's a promise for God. There's nothing you can do about that. That's just an unconditional promise. But there's also conditional promises. This type of promise is subject to certain qualifications or requirements. This is why it's important to understand the context of a promise from God. It's not wise to pick a random promise and claim it for your own. Perhaps that promise was conditional and we've got to meet the requirements of that promise. And so again, I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to be blessed because you're a Christian. Rewind. You're not just going to be blessed because you're a Christian. You are blessed by God to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. But watch this. How do I become fruitful? Does it just happen? Hey God, I need an apple. Well, Keith, did you plant an apple seed? Yeah, but you said I'd be fruitful. You see, there's a responsibility for me to be fruitful. Jesus said in John 15, he said, above all else, I want you to bear fruit. You can't bear fruit if you don't plant seeds. You don't get get great love back if you don't give great love. So there are some conditions that we must understand that if I'm gonna be fruitful, my job is to plant seed. If I'm gonna have great relationships, I've gotta give my best to other people if I'm gonna get their best from them. And then even when their worst is displayed, it's who I am. I keep planting my seed for the harvest or the fruit that I want to happen in my life. So again, I could talk a lot more about that, But God has conditional promises and the windows of heaven being open over your life is conditional. God rebuking the devourer, the enemy on your behalf is conditional. And it's based on your tithes, you're honoring God and you allowing God to be God in your life and honoring him as God, but also giving over and above, being a generous person because when we're generous, we're the most like God. So it's important that you understand that's that's conditional. It doesn't just happen because you call yourself a Christian. I don't, I don't have a great marriage because I married a great person. You can, marry, you can mess a great person up by not being great yourself, by not getting on the greatness side of who you are, by living on the worst side of who you are. A lot of people have done that. They've messed up something that they had a responsibility to sow seed into. Why? And they missed out on the greatness of another person because of how they were as a person. So important. So four reasons why God makes a promise. I'm not gonna dwell on these. I just wanna give them to you as a fact. God wants you to know who he is. We talked about that. 
Second reason God gives you a promise is because he wants you to know how important you are to him. The third reason God gives a promise is because, listen now very carefully to this, God wants the best for you. And he wants you to be the beneficiary of all the good things that he has in store for you. That's why God makes promises. He wants the best for you. Let me ask you a question. How many people you think want the best for you in your life? Just think about it. How many people in your life have ever really wanted the best for you? I, I can honestly tell you that I'm talking about close relationships now in my life. Oftentimes in my closest circles, I've had people that have wanted the worst for me more than the best for me. Wow. Did Joseph's brothers want the worst for him or the best for him? Did David's brothers want the worst for him or the best for him? Think about your own family. Just because you were born into a family doesn't mean they want the best for you. And by the way, until you get into a marriage or into a relationship where you truly want the best for that individual, that's the only way you can ever hope that the person that you give your life to and put a ring on it will ever even want the best for you. You see, what attracts us to people, listen very carefully now, what attracts us to people is how those people make us feel about ourselves. So again, I'm just talking to you now, so really stay with me. Like, I like this person, not because I like them, I like this person because I like myself better when I'm with this person. Think about that. Now, how could that ever be wrong? So you fall, when I fall, in love it will be you know that one Arthur forever is that Johnny Mathis go ahead in love so how does it go when I fall in love it will be forever see here's the thing everybody thinks that but boy that didn't happen very often why is that? Because you as an individual, you have to decide something. If you're gonna be able to be a person that makes promises and keeps promises, listen very carefully. I'm gonna give you the one success principle you need. You've gotta believe the best in other people. Otherwise, you're gonna make promises and you don't keep them. Because watch this, of what they did. You'll be focused on what they did. You'll be focused on how what they did made you feel. You'll be focused on what they did and how it impacted and affected you. But watch this. If you're a person that has the privilege to make somebody a promise and fulfill that promise, it's not ever. When I stood at the altar with Sheila, here's what I, here's what I did. I died to me as I had been. It was a transformation. And I said, I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna care about you. Sickness, health, good times, bad times. Watch this. Not because of who she was, but because of who I am. And marriages that don't make it, it's not because of an affair. 
It's not because of something bad that happened. It's because the person that made the promise couldn't stay focused and want the best for that individual. And it was not reciprocated. I don't want to make anybody feel bad. I'm just shooting you straight to the heart. That when God makes you a promise, let me tell you something, regardless of how you are, who you are, what you do, what you don't do, when God makes you a promise, he never fails. And that's how I want to be as a person. That's how I want to be as a person. I don't want my marriage to fail. If she leaves, I'm going with her. Better not leave, Sheila, because I'll follow you everywhere. You have to get a restraining order. I don't want to fail in my marriage. I don't want to fail in my parenting. I don't want to fail in my grandparenting. I don't want to fail in my business. I don't want to fail in the kingdom. I don't want to fail God. So guess what has to happen? I have to stay on the side of life where I choose to see the best in other people. That's why God makes promises because he wants you to know he sees the best in you. He wants the best for you and he wants you to be the beneficiary of all the things, watch this, that he has in store for you. Somebody say yes and amen. Come on, yes and amen. I wanna be like God, I hope you do too. You can't can't be a Christian and not want to be like God. You can't be a Christian and just be yourself. You can't be a Christian, just do whatever you want. A Christian is Christ-like. It's a follower of Christ. It's a disciple of Christ. It's somebody who wants to be like God. The last reason I want to give you, there's a lot of reasons God makes promises, is that God wants to be proven in your life so that he can prove himself through your life. Listen to that now. God wants to be proven in your life that his promises come to pass for you and you grow in your confidence, you grow in your faith, you grow in your knowledge, you grow in your maturity. In other words, you have a chance for transformation to actually happen. So I want to do a triad right here and it's not in the notes, but maybe they can, maybe they can put it in the, in the, in the notes. But, but here's the triad, watch this. On the left, information on the right, maturation, at the top, transformation. We live in an information age. I was studying the other night with this. I don't even, can't even tell you how many versions of the Bible through you version. Thank you, Bobby Greenwald. Thank you, Craig Rochelle. Thank you for this gift to the world. I can't even tell you how many translations, going from one to the other studying Greek and Hebrew on my phone, exegeting scripture. And I I looked at Precious was in the room and I said, I'm just so phenomenated. I'm amazed that I can study on one device, type it, study, do all the research, type it on this device, send it to my team and preach it back to you. Because even when my kids are little, they, they will remember. I had in my bedroom, first of all, I had an office with just, just hundreds, thousands of books. But then in my bedroom, oftentimes when I would study, I would sit in this, this 
horribly green recliner. I don't know why I picked that color, probably because it was on sale. But I would sit in this recliner and all around that recliner, I would have at a minimum of 25 books, resources and, 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 and Matthew Henry commentaries. I just touched Sheila, I said, it's unbelievable that at my fingertips, like I study all on one device. I do my life on one device. The only time I use a computer these days is to write my books. But I do everything else on this. Here, here, here's what I wanna to say to you. God wants you to understand something that when his promises are proven in your life, he begins to prove himself through you. He begins to prove himself through you because his promises work for you. And I'm just telling you, that's the confidence that I live in. The confidence that I live in is this, that the promises of God reveal that God is a God of promise. Wow, God is a God of promise. Put a yes and amen on that. God is a God of promise. I wanna leave you with this scripture. In scripture, the Bible says in 2 Peter 3 verse four, the promise of God is the declaration or assurance which God has given in his word, listen now, bestowing blessings on his people. In scripture, the Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 4, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. He, he, he never sleeps, he never slumbers. He's not slack, it's not sometimes. But listen to this, God has given his word and as he bestows these blessings on his people, there's such an assurance that rests on his perfect justice, his power, his benevolence, and the immutable, if I can say it this way, veracity of God that cannot fail in performance. God will never fail. God will never fail. And I don't know what you're facing right now. I don't know what you're individually going through right now as you watch this. I haven't encouraged you to do this this whole time, but share this with people. Let people know that the good news is that the promises of God are yes and amen. But what I wanna tell you today is that no matter where you are, the greatest thing you can do is to align your heart with the heart of God. The greatest thing you can do is align your heart with God. And as you aligned your heart with God, you qualify for those 7,487 promises. And maybe you're away from God. Maybe you don't know God. I wanna invite you to know God today because He's a promise keeper. He is the one person. There's been, there's been two people my whole life that have had my best interest in mind, only two, my whole life. Number one was God. Number two was my mamaw for my whole life, two people. Who have you got in your life? I've got more now. I've got friends that have been with me 20 plus, 30 plus years. I've got beautiful children that I believe that they really do have my best interest in mind. I believe all their spouses really do. And so my life is rich with people who, 
who have my best interest and who want the best for me now. But watch this, for my whole life, all my 60 years, it's been only two people, God and my mama. God has your best interest in mind. God has promises with your name on it. God has promises, not just for you, but as you receive those promises and you live those promises, all of a sudden God says, you've said yes and amen to my promise. So guess what? Through you, I'm gonna make my promises happen for other people. That's why I told my kids, you know what my goal is in life for you? My goal is to help make your dreams come true. It's still true today. That's God's heart. God's heart because He wants you to be the beneficiary of everything. What's your dream? What's your hope? What kind of person do you wanna marry? What kind of people do you wanna be with? What kind of business do you wanna have? All those promises are for you, yes and amen. But you have to stay connected to the heart of God. Because I can tell you this, I can't speak for anybody else in your life, but I can speak for God in your life. God has your best interest in mind. And because He has your best interest in mind, listen, He wants the best for you. And not only does He want the best for you, but He wants you to be the beneficiary of all the good things that He has in store for you. Can I give you some good news? God has great things in store for you. God's promises prove who He is. God's promises prove who you are to Him. God's promises prove that He has the best in store for you. And God's promises, when they're proven in your life, He can also prove Himself through your life to other people. That's why He is the promise-keeping, promise-making. That's why He is God with a big stamp of yes us, Jesus, that proves His promises are true. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Have you invited Jesus to be Lord of your life? Are you away from Him? Are you not where you know you need to be with Him? He wants the best for you. Why don't you just open up your heart right now? In fact, I would invite you just to put your hands on your heart and just pray this prayer with me. Just everybody whether you know Him or not, whether you're right with Him or you're not. Let's just do this. Confession is good for the soul. Just say, dear Jesus, come into my heart. I give you my life. I give you my hopes. I give you my dreams. I give you my concerns. Jesus said, cast your care upon me because I care for you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. No matter what you're carrying right now, just pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I exchange my mind for your mind. I wanna think like you. I exchange my heart for the heart that you want me to have. I wanna be like you. I exchange my way for your way. I wanna do what you want me to do. Jesus, be Lord of my life. If you prayed that prayer, listen, we wanna know about it. You can, you can comment right now or you can go on our Elevate Life app and just 
There's a place for you to fill out that you made a new decision for Jesus. Listen, in this season, do something right in a very wrong world. Do something good in a very bad season. And that's give your life to Christ. And if you prayed that prayer with me, that's what you did. And here's some more good news. If any person be in Christ, old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Welcome to the new normal. Welcome to the new you. Welcome to new hope, new love, new capacity, new dreams, new faith, new opportunities. Welcome to all the promises of God that are in Him, that as you've said yes and amen, there are now the promises for you. Woo! God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. Come on, sing that with me. God, you're so good. Thank you for his promises in your life. God, you're so good. Oh God, you're so good. You're so good to I want to give you a guarantee today. His promises have now been opened over your life. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God, for your promises to me. Thank you, Lord, that even at 60, there's still some things that I haven't seen that I want to see that are not only dreams that I have, God, but I think promises that you've given to me. So, Lord, I want to praise you in advance because your promises are not just for my past. Your promises are not just for their past. Your promises are for us now. And our future is filled with the promises of God coming to pass for each one of us. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Come on, just say that. God, you're so good. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your presence in our lives. Thank you for hope, sometimes in the midst of our hopelessness. Thank you for light in the midst of our darkness. Thank you for opportunity in the midst of our crisis. Thank you, God, for being God, the God of promise that has never failed. I wanna just say to somebody that's watching right now, prophetically to you, all things work together for good. All things work together for good. You might not see that, but I'm just telling you, all things work together for good. That's a promise. That's a promise. I claim that promise. All things work together for good. God loves you very much. His promise to you is nothing can ever separate you from His love. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Let me bless you out, okay? So just lift up your hands. If you're not standing, go ahead and stand with us. 
Thank you for joining us. Make sure you pass this. Share this, please, in this season. How hard is it just to hit share? Please, let's get this good news out to the whole world. May the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you. May you know that if God is for you, and He is, who can be against you? If God is on your side, whom shall you fear? May you be like a tree that's planted by rivers of living water, and your leaf shall not wither. And I speak and I declare over your life according to the promises of God, because this is right out of the Bible, whatsoever you do, come on y'all, it shall prosper. I love you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.